Hey everyone, it's Hannah Bayshuck with Shit You Should Probably Know, the podcast where we actually talk about the shit you're too embarrassed to admit you don't actually know. So today I have Josh, he's a certified financial advisor, and we are going to be talking about something I think we so needed to know, I think, growing, I know, growing up, but had so little information, and it's modern day recession. And I think just to start this off, when we think of a recession, we so highly associate it with like depression and words like that. And I know they're so different, but it doesn't, it still brings up those anxieties. You still have these like scary thoughts of like, is my entire lifestyle going to change? And you hear these words like, yes, we're going into a recession or prepare yourself for a recession. And you start going back to these like things you learned in school about the great depression and, and things get really blurry. And so I'm excited to get to be talking about this today with you, Josh. Um, and I guess just to start this off, you know, by definition, a recession is a significant decline in economic activity that lasts for months or even years. But from your perspective as a financial advisor and a financial expert, what is a recession to you? Yeah, I mean, if you, it's it's actually not super clear. Um, if you look it up in the Webster's Dictionary, it basically says two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth, right? So basically what that means is the U.S. economy isn't growing, it is uh, retracting or it's, it's recessing, essentially. That's what recession means. And so, you know, it's, but there's also another group that is called the National Bureau of Economic Research that really defines what the recession is. So last spring, for example, we technically had a recession, two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth last the beginning of last year, but they did not call it a recession because the National Bureau of Economic Research didn't think that uh, it actually was a recession. So they kind of define it. Really, to me, what it means is, is the U.S. economy, is the economy in general really retracting? Is it, is it, is it, is it shrinking? Okay. So we, it was unclear. We were like in like a blurry, like we could have had a recession or not. That's so confusing. Yeah. So the technical definition of recession, we had one, right? So we did have one the beginning of last year. The first two quarters of last year were technically negative. But the National Bureau of Economic Research that supposedly calls if we've really had a recession or not said, no, we really didn't have a recession. So they look at some other factors. The big issue they talk about is unemployment. That did not rise. Unemployment is still extremely low. And their definition says that if, if there is low unemployment, there can't be a recession. Right. So, you know, I keep hearing that we're going into recession or prepare for a recession. I guess, what does that look like for you? Like, what does when people say, like, prepare for a recession, I feel like they say it so passively, but in literal terms, what would you say to prepare for a recession? First of all, this is the most anticipated recession I've ever seen in my 21 years of doing this. Everybody continues to talk about it. Everybody's scared. I mean, it's all over the news. Are we going into recession? Is it going to happen? Is it not? And everybody has this big scar from the 2008 recession, which is one of the biggest that we've ever had or seen. It's certainly the biggest during our lifetime. And so that's why we see so many people that are really, really worried about it. Most recessions are much milder than that. They're painful for a lot of people to go through. Uh, and there are certain steps you can prepare, which I'm, I'm happy to get into uh, if you'd like me to. So so um, I, I guess I wanted to start first with it's, you know, this has been the most anticipated recession I've ever seen, if we even have it. So I do want to talk about the, those things you can do to prepare for a recession. But I first want to ask, 
where's, because, you know, recession, the economy struggles, people lose work, companies make fewer sales, but like, what is the biggest impact a person on a day-to-day feels? Like the average person feels that a recession hits them. Biggest impact is workplace pressure, right? So if, if your employer is not generating as much sales, typically for most Americans out there, it's going to be, they start to worry about, am I going to lose my job? How is my company doing? That's the number one impact in my opinion. Okay. So what are some of those things that people can do to prepare for a recession that you were speaking about earlier? Really, it's just wise financial principles. Um, Follow wise, normal financial principles. So first thing is, you don't want to have a lot of debt. So it's not a time if we're thinking the economy is going to slow to go out and take on a bunch of debt to make some purchases. You you might want to reduce down your debt, not spend more on credit cards, not make extreme purchases. The second thing you want to do is make sure you're stockpiling enough savings. So if you do get laid off for two, three, four, five months because you lose your job, uh, you have the cash to fall back on to make your mortgage and rent payments. Um, it, you know, it's just probably living a little bit more conservatively rather than, you know, maybe not taking that extra trip or, or doing that extra, uh, you know, doing that extra, uh, buying that extra thing or that brand new car or whatever, making sure that your reserves are in order is the best thing that you can do. And that's going to reduce your stress as you go through a recession. The way you're describing it, it feels like it's like weather, you know, like the storm brought in 2008 was just a bigger storm that we're kind of experiencing. And like, this might be a little light rain of a recession, but I think that's what's scary is like, you still get scared of a storm. Cause to me hearing about 2008 and I was in, yeah, I was in high school as a junior. Um, that was a big deal. And so the idea to think that we're walking into another what that is called a recession and rocking in another one of those feels really scary. So what would you say to people who even after, you know, what we've talked about, like still have that hesitancy or are nervous about having that, that large of a storm? Um, I would say, I would say there was a lot more excesses. Excesses usually lead to recessions or a bubble in some area lead, leads to a recession. So that main um, that big one in 2007, 2008 that we went through was really due to the housing market. Anybody with a pulse could buy a house and a lot of people were buying houses that they couldn't afford and things were way overbuilt. So during that time frame, that's really what caused that. It was a lot of excess that was out there. It doesn't seem like, it seems like people have learned a little bit from that last recession and they're not spending as frivolously as they did then. And, you know, there's some bubbles out there. Honestly, a lot of them popped last year. One of the biggest ones was cryptocurrency, you know, that popped throughout last year. Um, The biggest bubble I'm concerned about is actually U.S. government debt. So there's always something that can break. And they talk about the Federal Reserve breaking something. But the truth of the matter is a typical recession comes every, you know, in a business cycle, usually somewhere around every five years, we wind up with some type of a recession or economic pullback. And they aren't as severe typically as that 2008, you know, recession. So, so if you're, if you're, if you're managing your money appropriately, if you're, uh, you know, you have some reserves set aside, it's never fun to go through a recession in general, but it's, 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 it's pretty normal actually. That's why the weather analogy makes so much sense. Cause it's like, you can't stop the storm from coming. You can only kind of prepare yourself for what the storm looks like. And I guess as one person, is there any, there's nothing we can really do to avoid it. It's not like, you know, want to do better with recycling. So you recycle. It's like, how do we help prevent a recession? It's like, you don't even know if you're 
I'm sure there's a lot of people involved in crypto that didn't really know they were a part of the bubble, you know, that was going to pop. So it's, it's hard to kind of, you just have to accept it and ride the wave with it, I guess. Yeah. You know, um, you know, really as, as in general, you know, if we really looked at how could, how, how could an individual do their part during a recession? Um, I guess probably the best thing to do is just to continue to spend modestly and not to hoard, right? So if you continue to spend modestly and not hoard, then you tend to not go as much into a recession. But the truth is, Hannah, like you mentioned, um, we can't control as individuals uh, what happens to the market and what happens to the, you know, what happens to the economy. The group in control really is the Federal Reserve, and they're the ones that are trying to monitor and make sure that our economy is continuing to grow. Um, and their biggest concern right now is inflation and prices continuing to go up. And that is why they are increasing the interest rates to bring down that inflation. And hopefully, but the, the, the consequence of that is a recession. And in some ways, if we were to have a mild recession, that might make the inflation better. And in fact, a lot of economists out there think we will not have inflation get better unless we do go through some type of a recession. So if, it, if, we, if most, on average, recessions happen every five to six years, why are we having another one right after having one in 2020? Is that a unique situation because it was the pandemic? Yeah, it was just unique. The pandemic threw us into a big recession, but it was short and it was quick. And then all of a sudden we have all this money that got dumped back in. So we emerged out of it really quickly. So it was short, fast, and a lot of that excess spent, a lot of that excess money that was thrown out there is what's created the inflation. And that is what's forced the Federal Reserve to start raising interest rates and will potentially put us into a recession. So it's, it, it's kind of complicated, but it's, uh, uh, in some ways, it's simple too. Okay, since I'm just honest on this podcast... What is the Federal Reserve? You keep saying that. And like, let's walk through that. I mean, again, I like to think I understand our government structure, but I don't know what the, the Federal Reserve is. Yeah, the Federal Reserve is a government entity that's out there. I shouldn't say it's a government entity. It's not a government entity. It's, a, it's completely separate from the government, but it basically controls interest rates and uh, the banking system in general. And they, they have two mandates. Their first mandate is to make sure that the inflation is coming down and they have a target of about 2% inflation that they want to get to. And they want to maintain that somewhere around that 2% um, area. The second thing they want to make sure is that they can preserve employment. So they have two mandates and they control the interest rates, banking system, and supply of money to do the best thing they can to moderate those things. So um, that's what the Federal Reserve does. Who's in charge of it? Uh, it's Jerome Powell. He's the head of the Federal Reserve. He goes by Jay Powell. Yeah. Who has, I guess, power over it? Completely separate entities. So actually, it's supposed to remain not political whatsoever. So I'm sure that the Federal Reserve gets pressure from the White House, um, but they are supposed to to stay have no political uh uh, opinion at all. They're supposed to just purely do their best to mandate those two, you know, those two things, unemployment and inflation throughout the, econ the economy. And they, and they have different tools in their pocket that they use to, to try to do that. Okay. So also speaking of, I feel like the pandemic is a good example because it was the last real recession we were in. And it also had, a, I think things were so obvious 
a little bit more like people can really see. So when we say like a lot of people lost their jobs and there was a lot of obviously economic impact at the same time, there were a lot of companies that came out of that, a lot of businesses that came out of that. So, you know, what do you think? There, there, so there are industry trends that point to what kind of companies could come out of the recession. Like for you, is this also, do you look at a recession as an opportunity to also build and like people to find other unique ways to, to provide for the economy? Like Zoom, for example, take or advantage. this platform we're on, you know, like, yeah, take advantage of the recession. Yeah, you know, every every recession happens for a reason. Um, typically, smaller companies um, can adapt quicker to what's going on in a recession and change things to, to take advantage of whatever the new normal is, right? So um, I, it's hard to draw a conclusion of what new companies might come out because of it. I guess um, I would say smaller companies can adapt quicker to it. As people... I think there's different opportunities that recessions provide, right? So it typically brings down prices. So it brings down prices in the stock market. Um, that so it might offer some opportunities when things are right to buy companies at inexpensive prices for people. It might give people the ability to buy some real estate at cheaper prices because interest rates have gone up. Um, and they can maybe get a house cheaper than what they would have. And if interest rates come back down, they might be able to refinance it. So there may be some opportunities there to, to consider. Um, but it really depends on, I think COVID was so different because it completely changed our entire, you know, um, our, our work from home dynamic and made all these other tech companies and growth companies grow. Yeah, our lifestyles changed drastically from the recession along with also obviously a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I think this is different because I don't know if business will really change because of this recession. It's, it's more going to be just a slowdown in companies adapting to the higher interest rates and trying to reset and move forward and, and emerge out of it and make sure their businesses are structured to, you know, be in the markets and the different products that they should be. Well, I love hearing that there's a little bit of a silver lining opportunity people can take advantage of when the economy is not at its height. Um, but thank you so much for joining us and talking about what a modern day recession is. And hopefully we'll continue to have these conversations and learn more about things that we should have probably learned in school or just in general. So I appreciate it. And thank you so much. Thanks so much. Per usual, the information shared on this podcast reflects my views or opinions or those of my guests and is presented as a general information only without guaranteeing its completeness. Nothing in this episode is intended to be or shall be construed as a statement of fact or any legal, medical, or other professional advice. Any reference to a specific product or entity is not an endorsement or recommendation unless expressly stated otherwise.